From across time and space and throughout the multiverse, listen as two generations of comic book readers come together to discuss a single character or event that shaped pop culture as we know it. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Susan. And it's Kitty. Today, we are spreading our wings and switching things up to talk about the tiniest Avenger with the biggest impact on this entire supergroup. Who are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> From na- Actually, I do know. I'm just like... like pause- I hope you know. <laughs> pausing, pausing for a dramatic effect. From naming the team to taking the leads, she's been a huge player in Marvel Comics since... N- in Marvel Comics. I can talk. Uh, are you ready to hear the latest buzz? We're talking about Wasp then and now. So we're doing like a kind of fun switch up thing because while we were prepping for this podcast, Kitty and I realized that actually she knows way more about classic Wasp. Um, Not that I haven't read classic Wasp because I have, but she like Janet Van Dyne is like one of your all time favorite characters. She was my she was kind of my founding Avenger. Like she was the first Avenger. Well, she was a founding. Well, right. But she but she's for me, she was the one who really, really got me into into Marvel Comics. That's really I, cool. I know people know me for Thor, but like Janet is my homegirl. So. Yeah. Well, it's like people know me for Doctor Strange, but the first person I really ever attached to was Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. So there's like a always that secret kind of like under the radar character that you low-key love. And it's interesting for this character because I think this, is, this may be the first then and now we've talked about where this... We'll be talking about different people who also wore this mantle. Yes, because I actually... I'm much more familiar with uh, Nadia Van Dyne, um, Nadia Pym, whatever you want to call her, um, and the various versions of Hope uh, that have existed throughout like the the Marvel universe. Because I I just I really love Nadia. Like I liked <laughs> I like Janet a lot, and I appreciate like what she did for like classic Marvel comics and the Avengers back in the day. And Janet's such a cool character, such a strong woman, and like what a great. Um, like iconic female hero, mm. uh, hero in general, doesn't matter that she's a woman, but like Nadia was, is so fun. And, and yes, I know that she's not like Janet's like biological daughter, but the fact that she was raised by Janet, like, and she's, and she's so, she's so entrenched in the Ant-Man oh, yeah. history as well. I just think she's funny. And like, honestly, <laughs> she made me laugh and, and I just attached to her almost immediately when she showed up in Unstoppable Wasp. Well, that's great because one of I mean one of the things I wanted to talk about is how kind of criminally underutilized Wasp has has been over the years. And yeah. so like, when oh no, go ahead when when they kind of I mean uh, one of the biggest most recent things with Janet was she was killed in Secret Invasion. They turned her into a living bomb, and so after that she kind of took a back seat. And so I'm I'm glad that. If Marvel wasn't sure what to do with Janet, then hell yeah, get another wasp in there. I mean, this is a costume that you can pass and on. Te- it's a this technology. Is, this is a billion costumes as well, and, Janet. Oh my gosh, designer. Janet, the fashion designer is amazing. But it's also when you think about it, a technology like the pim particle is something oh, that is passed down, and a lot of times it's kept within the family. There are some exceptions, obviously, <laughs> Scotland. When you steal a suit, yeah. <laughs> when you steal things from them, and you're kind of a criminal. But like, um, I personally. Um, I I just love I I can't like gush. The reason we decided to flip and have me do the now and Kitty do the then was because Kitty can't gush enough about Janet and <laughs> I can't gush enough about Nadia. So it just made a whole lot more sense for us to flip and do the podcast this way. Yeah, it's, so. I think that's super fun because it it also just shows that I mean. 
I, I've read a ton of classic comics and, and Susan's all up on the new stuff too. Yeah, I just feel like um, you. we say this all the time on this podcast, but like people love things for different reasons and oh, they yeah. attach to characters for different reasons. And however you come into comics is the best possible way for you to come into comics because that's why you love what you love. And these characters have through lines so you can be reading Janet Van Dyne Wasp and still get some of that same experience that you remember from from the new Nadia stuff or mm -hmm. vice versa. So. Absolutely. Cool. So where do we want to jump in? I've oh, I've no. never done this before. Am I, I I'm the then? You're the then, so you should kind of start us Ooh, off. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Janet Van Dyne first appeared in Tales to Astonish number 44 and on the cover of the issue, because uh, Hank Pym had debuted a few issues prior um, and was having adventures as Ant-Man, Wasp was introduced as Ant-Man's gorgeous new partner in peril. And so that's what, the, oh, I love those old comic book I, I, but covers. But I love the fact that like, that's so not who Wasp is at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And on the cover, she's the one who's got, she's got Ant-Man's hand and she's flying and taking the lead. So. Uh, th okay, th that's her. <laughs> this, this, yes. This for me is, is one of the, my favorite parts about her. She is almost more so than the other founding Avengers. She is the definition of an Avenger. Mm -hmm. Like she, she gets her powers after her father, um, a science experiment goes awry and he opens a portal and a, a space creature comes out and kills him. So she goes, she she decides she has to avenge her father's death and, and stop this alien. So she goes to his associate, Dr. Henry Pym, and asks how she can get powers to fight this alien. And so, so many of the other founding Avengers have either more tragic stories or they have lab experiment stories and got their powers and wasp was the one who said no you need to give me powers because i have to go avenge the death of my father That's so cool and i just i just thought that it's so fantastic it's so funny <laughs> though because that parallels a lot of how nadia winds up with her wasp suit as well mm -hmm. because nadia was actually raised in the red room mm. uh similar to you've probably heard this from like black widow and other characters like that winter she, soldier winter soldier all those you know the ones from russia because nadia <laughs> is from russia which by the way i did not know that nadia is the russian name for hope yes! yeah i, I didn't love know that, that. <laughs> i didn't know that and i was like that's amazing um so it makes sense that you know her mcu version would be called hope because there's so many parallels between nadia and hope van dyne who's played by evangeline lily God, that movie is coming out. By the oh. time you hear this, the movie will be out. Yes, we're recording this before the movie comes out. So, so we'll have to we'll have to revisit it. Yeah, some point we'll have to do like an addendum to this podcast. Michelle Pfeiffer, Janet Van Dyne, and Evangeline I'm sorry, Lily Evangeline Hope. Lily Hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good time to be a Wasp fan. Yes, so hopefully absolutely. You're either using this podcast to catch up on the knowledge after you see the film, or just kind of refresh yourself on absolutely. on what you already know. So Nadia, who. Nadia was raised in the Red Room. She is the daughter of Hank Pym and his first wife, who's now her Maria Travaglia. Yeah, yes, thank yes. you. And I was like, I always want to, I always want to call her Madeline, even though her name is Maria. This is the M names. Anyway, <laughs> she's the daughter of uh, Hank and his first wife. However, when she escapes the Red Room and goes to find um, her her real father, Hank, she's actually greeted by Janet and is raised by Janet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why because she. Hank's having an adventure in space as a part of Ultron's consciousness. Yep. yep. 
Yep. That's awkward. <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, how's Dad, it going? Where are you? Um, he's just kind of off being Ultron's consciousness. No biggie. Uh, what do you need? Oh, I'm his daughter. Oh, cool. Like, guess we better train you on how to be a wasp. Um, but she actually debuted in a free comic book day book, which I think is always kind of random. It's random, but I think that's almost the best way to get people interested. And I feel like if you want to debut a new character, why not do it in a free comic day book that's written by Mark Wade? Oh, uh, oh. (laughs) yeah. With, uh, is it Elsa Chartier on the art? I, uh, it was Alan Davis to begin with. Oh, okay. But uh, probably now. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I know she does the covers. Yeah. And they're they're so fun and cutesy. Um, And I love that Nadia, (laughs) Nadia has like this attitude that I just like heavily appreciate. In, in any human being like if I feel like if I met Nadia she and I would be friends because <laughs> she just has that attitude like oh my god Scott Lang like <laughs> like she wants to facepalm people and she's just as smart as her dad and she's just as like charismatic and ambitious mm. as her as her stepmom right so she like the nature versus nurture thing like she got <laughs> the best of both worlds like if you get Hank Pym's genes but Janet Van Dyne's like character mm-hmm. that's kind of like oh absolutely like how 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 do you do better than that so Janet was kind of the girly girl of the team i mean she was also the only woman on the team when it began uh, but she was she was smart in her own way it wasn't scientific smarts but she was extremely charming extremely fashion forward and she wasn't she wasn't one of those tortured minds like Bruce Banner or Hank Pym um cuz she i mean she and Hank's relationship is really interesting because throughout his time on the Avengers, he felt inferior to his teammates because his power was to be the smallest man in the room. And so he he just felt so But he could also be the biggest man in the room. He could. And, and that and and he he developed a Come number on, of Hank. He developed a number of powers later, but but where Janet saw her ability to shrink as like I can get in and and manipulate and do things to help the good of the team, Hank always saw that as like a I'm making myself lesser for the team and we've got the Hulk and we've got Thor going on here but she must have passed that along to Nadia as well because I feel like Nadia always takes advantage of the size element of the Pym particle mm-hmm. um, she's the same way where she's always trying to like she sees it as like a manipulative tactic instead of anything that's like but not in a malicious way in not a very in a, yeah, cunning in a, way yes in the like how do I manipulate this in my favor? Like, how do I walk through a locked door? You know, like, th- you know, oh, I can make myself small and just go under it now. Or yeah. fly through the keyhole or something like that. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about Janet is that she actually came up with the name for the Avengers. There's, I love that, too. And it and it's so cute because she's like, we need, a co- we need a name for our team. It should be something colorful and fun. How about the Avengers? And she goes to suggest something else. And and all the boys are like, no, stop that. We're the Avengers. Like that's that's what we're doing. And she's like, all right, then we're the Avengers. And so, <laughs> and she so she's one of the founding members, but she's also been one of the people who has spent the longest time as a leader, apart from Captain America, who has led the Avengers, I think, the longest yeah. um, so far. But she is one of the most notable longtime leaders of the Avengers team. So I just so in that <sighs> type of like. Um, founding type leadership way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nadia joins the Avenger- Avengers as well and becomes a U.S. citizen because obviously she was born in Russia. But um, she 
when she becomes an Avenger, she actually gets the like access to Shield files Ooh. and and discovers that there are no women on Shield's files list of like notable geniuses above twenty seventh rank. So she starts her own intelligence agency just for women called Genius in Action Research Labs to look specifically for women who would be who would have like a specific level of intellect and would be able to work at a research lab higher than the station that they're at now. So, so genius in action research lab. Yeah. That's girl. Girls. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's girls. <laughs> um so um that so after she founded that she was actually asked to like have a legal uh like US name or whatever because she became a, a US citizen and she actually chose Van Dyne oh. in honor of Janet because Janet was the one who inspired her to join the Avengers and um like you know kind of figure out and found girl. I I think we're about to find our through line here because as you were talking about that that harkens back to Janet's time as a leader and the Avengers. I I think our through line here for for Wasp might be like empowering other women and other heroes no matter no matter what size or or yeah. rank on the team because when she was a leader in the 80s um Janet was responsible for recruiting She-Hulk and Monica Rambeau to the Avengers. Oh wow. And she designed um Miss Marvel's black uh swimsuit costume. Oh my god. And so it was all about empowering other female heroes and like she was like I want these ladies on our team specifically because they are strong, they are competent and they can hold their own with anyone else. That's so cool. And then when you think about it it's like Nadia and Janet, this is the first time, and I think you mentioned this earlier in the podcast, this is the first time that we've actually had, like, two different characters. Mm -hmm. Like, normally we're talking about one character and the evolution of that character over time, and instead we're talking about two different women who wore the same mantle, but there still is a through line. There's Mm -hmm. still something that that allows these both of these women related or not. I I mean, I guess they're not actually blood quite quite related. related. but there, there's something that allows them both to be worthy of the wasp suit and the pen particle. And Absolutely. that's this empowerment of other heroes. Mm-hmm. And so. and I think another, another thing that I'm just so glad is, is consistent is wasp is just such a fun character. I mean, in the classic stuff, and I'm not going to go into specifics because it people will know possibly that mm-hmm. there, there has been some controversy in Ant-Man and Wasp's history. Oh, yeah. And so it all—it hasn't always been great times, but Janet is just such a positive character, and she never got—she never really got dragged down with. Maybe this is another through line because if you think about it, Nadia had a troubled past as well, mm-hmm. and both of these women um, or these characters were able to um, find something that inspired them to move forward constantly. Absolutely, and they were con- and both of them are constantly moving forward mm-hmm. um, no matter what. So you have, you know, Nadia who was actually told that her father would never want her and that she wasn't worthy Aww. of the pim particle, but she was actually able to break the pim particle on her own um, and rediscover exactly what Hank had discovered all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And with that, able to leave her troubled past behind, Janet is able to also overcome everything in her past to, yeah. to lead the Avengers to recruit She-Hulk to re- like to 
design Miss Marvel's costume. Not only Miss Marvel's costume, but also like in those classic issues, <laughs> Janet shows up in a new costume nearly every single time. Yeah. And there's some there's some funky looking ones. Like there's one where she's got these big white shoulder pads and like a blue bodysuit, which looks yeah. nothing like a wasp. <laughs> like a, who knows? But but she's got some fantastic I like the costumes. red tunic over the black bodysuit. Yes. Like the very first one that she ever wore. And I love that that classic helmet she's yeah. got. Like, yeah. Oh, it's it's good stuff. And then, like, I mean, obviously, the black with the gold. Oh, that, absolutely. You know, the, the one, I think that's the one that most people think of when they think of Wasp. Yeah. But still. Even Nadia has gone through, like, she hasn't even been around that long. And she's <laughs> at least gone through two costumes that I can think of. Yeah. Including one that very much looks like the one Evangeline Lilly is wearing in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh. Except it's red with, like, gray. Yeah. And, and I think right now, I think... I'm Wasp has been such a criminally underutilized character. I think it, she's got all these great accolades, but I think it's it's cool to see now that she's stepping into the spotlight because we've got the movie coming up or coming it's already out. Go see yeah. it <laughs> by the time you listen to this. And and the Wasp well, it's coming out in in Europe. Oh, it hasn't come out. Oh in my Europe goodness! Yet. And I'm so sorry, you guys, that you have to wait so long. But this is the first time that a female character has had her name in the title of yep. a Marvel film mm-hmm. in ten years of in Marvel ten, Cinematic yep. Universe. That's why you have to literally put your money where your mouth is. All these people who are outspoken on the internet, you guys want a Black Widow movie? Well, go see the Wasp movie. Go see Captain Marvel. That's how you get that other movie. I was say because Carol Danvers is is damn strong, but she can't carry it all on herself. So yeah, please true. be sure to support. Yeah, this. that's why we have Ant-Man and the Wasp. But uh, uh, I don't know which year it was. Was it 2016 or 17 mm-hmm. when um, Nadia first appeared? That was the first time in 2016. Wasp. 2016. First time that the Wasp was ever a solo title yeah. in Marvel Comics. You, I, so when we go to recommend books, I can only recommend you Avengers compilations and, and other stuff. There Honestly, no when, when Kitty and I were discussing this podcast before we'd ever sat down to do it and she said something like, oh, I'm a li-, like you said something along the lines like, oh, I can't believe like you get to talk about the first solo Wasp series. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, that can't be true. Like the, It the, sadly is. And she, and she was like, no, like it's true. And I was like, no. For real, like Unstoppable Wasp was the first solo Wasp series. She's yeah. such like a staple of the Marvel universe. Uh-huh. You can't have so many different storylines that are just like these classic Marvel storylines without Wasp. Yeah. And 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 so it's great that and and I'm so glad that people acknowledge that she is such an integral part, but yeah, Marvel never never gave her a solo series until so maybe maybe Ant-Man 3 will just be the Wasp. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> then we'll get the solo movie. She's so she deserves So like it's like we keep saying, Ant Man and the Wasp has not come out yet. But that moment in the trailer when Hope is like sitting there and like Lawrence Fishburne and uh Paul Rudd are like, How big have you gotten? How big have you gotten? And she's like, If you guys are done comparing sizes, like he has like that. I, that was like one of the first moments that I was just like, Oh my gosh, she's Nadia. Like it's like because Nadia is so just like Okay, cool. Thanks for that, Scott. Like Scott will like try and explain to her mm-hmm. how the suits work, and she's like, "Oh, wait, except that it's my dad's technology," and then she'll like <laughs> go off and do her own thing. I just, Ugh. she's so sassy. And and I think you mentioned that um, Lawrence Fishburne. Like it's it's gonna be really cool because that's Bill Foster, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's we've we've almost got like the whole slate of classic. Well, once we get stature in there, we'll have like everyone, but the classic slate of like shrinking and growing Marvel heroes, mm-hmm. Colossus and. Or not Colossus. Oh my God, uh, Goliath. <laughs> yeah, Goliath. Jeez, Louise. Goliath, Giant Man, Ant Man, Wasp. 
um, all all of these characters, and so we're gonna get to see them in this film, and I'm like so excited <sighs> every t- every time I think about Michelle Pfeiffer playing Janet, who she's just. I haven't seen it yet, obviously, and uh, we've only seen a couple posters. Are we and just teasers, like totally just jealous of everybody who saw it at the premiere like two weeks ago? She's got that poise. She's got that 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 ah, oh, just that whole demeanor. So like that when Janet, Janet walks needs. into a room, Janet takes over that room. Oh, and she you absolutely not does. Cast, no matter what size Janet is, yeah. she takes over that room. And you could not have cast a more perfect actress because when Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer can be like in two seconds of something and like Michelle Pfeiffer is Michelle Pfeiffer. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no like arguing that that woman owns any like space that she's in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like when Michelle Pfeiffer was cast as Janet Van Dyne, that was just pure genius all the way around. And, and we did get to see a little hint of her heroism in the first Ant-Man. And of course that cast a whole, shadow on the preceding events of of we have to now go find Janet but i i so 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 hope the film gets to touch on on some of this incredible legacy of her character and and what her daughter will learn from that or have mm-hmm. inherited from that because Cause this, obviously she's not a founding avenger in the marvel cinematic universe yeah. but 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 it is nice to know that like her legacy has still always been there mm-hmm. you, we are get, i think personally i think that having ant-man and the wasp Specifically, like having the Wasp be the first shared title of like a female character is kind of an homage to Janet's contribution to Marvel in Mm -hmm. a way, because, you know, she's the one that named the Avengers. We've said this a thousand times. And like it to me, that's their their nod to the to to Janet's legacy Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, because it's also it's it's these two heroic titles and as the mantles pass to different people, it's you've still got that idea of the mm-hmm. heroism. So while the Ant-Man and the Wasp of the film are Scott and Hope, it's also Hank and Janet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the comics, it's Nadia and Scott, Scott as Scott. well. <laughs> it's also Scott. <laughs> as you say, there are not that many Ant-Men, Ant-Men, yeah. but... No. And oh. then we, uh, we haven't even talked hair. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're like out of time and we haven't even talked hair. But... um. It's just, it's great to see, one, that in the movie, the first movie, we know that Hope is the actual biological daughter of um, Hank and Janet. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But I'm going to bring up something that you and I constantly bring up whenever (laughs) uh, we talk about the first Ant-Man movie, and that's why is Hope not in the suit? (laughs) (laughs) And sporting the classic Janet Van Dyne haircut. She has the classic haircut, so why not the suit? And I guess that might be more explained, but personally, I I liked that there was that touch of Janet's legacy and and the touch of like how much Hank hurt over losing her. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it probably wasn't the best decision to not put his daughter, the most capable person, to wear it. Uh, in the suit but but we're gonna get to see just how much that she deserves to be the wasp yeah and uh, and that to me is probably the best gift we could get mm-hmm. uh moving forward with wasp and where she's gonna be flying to Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so if fans are looking for classic wasp stories where will they go kitty they're gonna have to do a little bit of digging but uh the marvel masterworks series collects those og kind of yeah. 1960s things amazing. uh so you'll want to go marvel masterworks avengers obviously because she is a founding member of the team 
um, and Marvel Masterworks Ant-Man. It's called Ant-Man Giant Man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't you call it Ant-Man Wasp? But Ant-Man Giant Man volumes one and two have a lot of her original tales to astonish. Ooh. Um, and then some other good series she features in are Civil War and Secret Invasion, but uh, you'll, you'll really want to go back to the classic stuff just to see how much of a profound impact that Janet has had. But if you're looking for modern wasp, where if you're can looking they go? for modern modern wasp, it's a little bit easier because you can just get unstoppable wasp. There are two volumes of that series before. Oh, you're so lucky. I know before it was it was sadly canceled. However, she is now in a new series that's only two issues in called Ant Man and the Wasp. And I think they aren't they bringing unstoppable wasp. They back? are bringing. Unstoppable I don't know wasp. when it's coming back. Neither Probably the fall. I. Probably the fall. Um, and I forget the creative team on it, but it was like a really really stellar creative team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that one. Keep an eye out for that one. Go ask your local comic book shop if they can pre order it for you. Put it in that pull list of yours that I know that you have or you should by now. <laughs> you, sh- you should by now listening to all of these podcasts with all of our stellar recommendations. Exactly. And if you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet, go see that. If go you see- have, congratulations. congratulations. We have not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, actually at this point while you're listening to it, you could probably go to geeksideshow.com and chat with us or head on Absolutely. over to our Facebook page and <laughs> chat with us there as well. If you've seen it, no spoilers and just want to talk about what we thought since this is a character that is near and dear to both Kitty and my heart. Um, and she might be, because we don't know how small she can get. <laughs> While her powers may involve shrinking down to size, this founding Avenger has had a giant-sized legacy throughout Marvel Comics. Don't overlook her importance, or you might get stung. Thank you so much for listening today. That has been The Wasp, Then and Now. This has been Then and Now. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening and don't forget to let your geek side show.